This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Thursday the 16th of June. I'm Toby Gillis. And I'm Emily Ferrier. Coming up, Ukraine's weapon desperation eased. The United States will provide an additional $1 billion uh, security assistance package for Ukraine. And remains have been found in the hunt for a British journalist in Brazil. The Times Daily World Briefing. As Ukraine faces increased pressure from Russian forces in the besieged eastern Donbass region, the country's president, Volodymyr Zelensky, admits he's fighting a permanent battle to ensure his soldiers are well enough equipped to continue their fight. During the 112 days of this war, the Ukrainian army has proven that courage and wisdom on the battlefield, together with the ability to tactically outplay the enemy, produce significant results, even in spite of Russia's significant advantage in the number of soldiers and equipment. Of course, we will do everything to outdo these current advantages. Every day I struggle for Ukraine to get the weapons and equipment it needs. But it seems the struggle is being heeded across the world, with actions being taken. The US has announced it'll send a billion dollars worth of weaponry to Ukraine to help. The package includes anti-ship rocket systems, artillery rockets, howitzers and ammunition. And with it, a vow from Defence Secretary Lloyd Austin. When you're in the fight, you can never get get enough and you can never get it quick enough. But having said all that, we're going to work hard to make sure we're doing everything humanly possible. We're going to continue to move heaven and earth uh, to get them the capability that they need. But what about the rest of the West? President Zelensky's pleas for weaponry extend to Western Europe and it's now emerged there's a secretive mission to provide it from a hub nicknamed the Attic in the German city of Stuttgart. Speaking from it, the senior British officer, Brigadier Chris King, warned the conflict could spread if support for Ukraine by the West proves too weak. All the way through you see the scenes and feel you want to help. This is a generational moment, isn't it? We either help Ukraine to fight or... We accept that maybe not straight away, but in the next few years, we're going to be fighting somewhere else. I feel if we don't do enough, we will sow the seeds of future conflict. But if the weaponry situation is in hand, wider consequences from the war in Ukraine continue to be laid bare. The UN's warned the global food crisis stoked by Russia's invasion will force ever more people to flee their homes in the world's poorest countries. The body's report into displacement in 2021 showed over 89 million tried to escape war, human rights abuses, violence or climate-related issues. But the UN's High Commissioner for Refugees, Filippo Grandi, warned Europe it'll now have to be ever more generous with its immigration policies or people will die of starvation. A continent in which many leaders have told me for six and a half years, it's full. And now all of a sudden, in six weeks or whatever, seven million people come in. Therefore, it's possible. Responding to the arrival of desperate people at the shores of rich countries is not unmanageable. Meanwhile, in Russia, the opposition leader Alexei Navalny has been moved to the country's most high-security prison, having briefly gone missing earlier this week. It's believed to be part of a policy by Moscow, cracking down ever more stringent on dissented opposition to it following the invasion of Ukraine. Human remains have been found in the search for British journalist Dom Phillips and indigenous expert Bruno Pereira, who went missing in the Amazon on the 5th of June. Brazilian media are reporting that a suspect has confessed to killing Phillips and Pereira after they were caught fishing illegally. John Bartlett, a Guardian journalist where Dom Phillips used to work, told Times Radio the latest. 
the police haven't commented on the uh, on this latest development, but um, the Global is a reputable news source with a huge number of sources around Brazil and uh, and around Latin America. So I think that um, while we can't obviously uh, take it as read at the moment, I think that it's uh, an, a pretty a pretty grim but um, credible. Uh, Brazil's justice minister said that federal police told him that the remains were found at the site where evacuations were being carried out. The suspect who's confessed, fisherman Amarildo da Costa, known as Pelado, was taken into custody along with his brother on Tuesday night. His brother denies any involvement. According to a federal prosecutor, Eduardo Fontes, the main suspect took them to a location where they found the remains and admitted to shooting them dead. John Bartlett said Dom Phillips was an inspirational journalist. Personally, and for other people covering the region, he was somebody that everybody looked up to. I mean, his work was invaluable, um, indispensable. And on the Amazon, it was something that I think a lot of people looked to uh, as, as something that wasn't really replicable. I think that he, he had such an incredible knowledge and, and sort of lively interest in what was happening in the Amazon that, um, that I think it was almost kind of his, his sort of domain to report on in English. The remains are now being identified, but Dom Phillips' wife says she can now say goodbye with love. On the way, BTS announces a hiatus and a car thief picks the wrong vehicle. Times of London Daily World Briefing. A demand for passports in Sri Lanka has skyrocketed amid a financial crisis. Stacks of new passports have piled up on the desks at the Department of Immigration and Emigration as officials struggle to keep up with demand. A senior official at the department said the 160 members of staff have been overwhelmed with exhaustion trying to keep up, issuing more than three times the passports issued last year. H.P. Chandralal, who oversees the authorisation of most applications, says due to the demand, the employees are working overtime. Because of the large crowds that come here, our officials face a lot of pressure and danger. In those instances, we ask for police protection. Queues have extended outside the department, with some waiting in line for days. Indrani Priyantha had been in line for three, hoping to obtain her first passport so she could apply for a job as a housemaid in Kuwait. We are in a weak economic situation. When you see the costs going up, the children are also suffering. That is why I took this decision to go abroad. This way I can bring some dollars into the country and manage my family finances. The urgency to leave the country is only growing as a new warning was issued by Prime Minister Ranil Wickremesinghe that a food crisis is looming only months away. The nation with 22 million people is running short of food, fuel supplies and medicine and foreign exchange reserves have been wiped out as a result of the mismanagement of the COVID-19 pandemic. With trouble brewing in Pakistan, you'd think drinking less tea might be the last thing on the government's mind. But that's become an official policy for citizens in the financially struggling nation. The country is the world's largest importer of tea, spending $640 million on it last year. And it ultimately costs more than that because that cash is actually borrowed. The daily average for each of the 220 million people in Pakistan is three cups. So the country's Minister for Planning and Development has asked them to cut that by one or two. Pakistan's foreign exchange reserves have depleted to $10 million. That's barely enough to cover two months of imports. Other policies that the government's implemented to try and help include hiking the cost of fuel, natural gas, and electricity by 45%, and cutting the working week from six to five days. 
But without outside help, things may get worse, with the hope that an international monetary fund bailout worth $6 billion can go through imminently. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. With news of a perhaps unsurprising U-turn by one of sport's most high-profile retired stars, here's John Jackson. WBC heavyweight boxing champion Tyson Fury says he's willing to return to the ring for a potential unification bout against Anthony Joshua or Alexander Usyk, but said that organisers would have to dig deep to tempt him out of retirement. Despite hanging up his gloves after knocking out fellow Briton Dillian White back in April, Fury says he's been in talks with his promoter, Frank Warren, about a potential return and that they were going to make something big happen. The British heavyweight also suggested he'd only return if the money was right and that half a billion British pounds seemed about the right figure. Ukrainian Usyk beat Joshua in September last year to win the WBA, WBO, IBF and IBO belts and their rematch is likely to take place this August. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. One of the world's most successful pop groups, BTS, has announced a hiatus. The South Korean boy band blamed relentless pressures of musical megastardom for their exhaustion and need for a break. In 2019, the group became the first since the Beatles to have three number one hits on the Billboard Top 200 in the US. The other shadow hanging over the band is military service, which is mandatory for almost all South Korean men. Exemptions are given to successful international athletes and classical musicians, but not pop stars. Jin, the oldest member of the band, is due to enter the armed forces at the end of this year. A helpful reminder to all would-be car thieves out there, crime rarely pays. Especially if you try to steal the car of one of the greatest Olympic athletes in history. Picture the scene. You're caught in the act by Anita Vladarchik, a three-time Olympic and five-time world champion hammer thrower, and she's not exactly happy about it. You run off, but she's too quick, too nimble and too strong, despite tearing a hamstring as she pursues you. Anita did get her car back, but at a cost. The injury, which she says she didn't feel happen because of the adrenaline, will prevent her from defending her world title in Canada next month. There was some consolation, though. Vladarchik may have found her new calling in life, saying, After my hammer career, maybe I'll take up mixed martial arts. The culprit suffered. Ouch. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Thursday, the 16th of June. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.